Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Hoop Dreams, the podcast, an Unlearning Network production. Welcome to the Hoop Dreams podcast. I'm Will Gates. That's my dog, Arthur A.G., and we got a special show for you today. Yes, yes. Joining me are my three sons, Will Gates Jr., Jalen Gates, and Marcus Gates. And today we're going to have a preview of the 2021-22 NCAA college basketball. And you know right now, everything is open. COVID is no longer a factor. Fans will return to the stadiums. And what that really means is we can expect some loud and crazy college basketball this year. And uh, just looking at the preseason top 25 AG, we got Gonzaga sitting at the top. Will this be the year? Who knows? UCLA, you know, they was right there last year. Kansas is always there. And of course, Villanova, consistent. But it's surprising here. You got Texas sitting at top five, especially after the coaching change. But they did some things differently this year through that transfer portal. portal. They went out and got really the top athlete of the transfer portal. But then, of course, we got our guy, Newt, sitting at Michigan at six. And then you get Purdue, Baylor, Duke, Kentucky, Illinois. I'm excited to see what Illinois is going to do. And, of course... Memphis, let's see how Penny get these boys going because I think this is the year. He's actually one of my sleeper teams this year that I think can actually make the Final Four. Absolutely. Oregon, Alabama, who is known as a football school, but I think they're going to be tough this year. I can see them getting to an Indy League 8 status. And, of course, Houston can always... He just keeps turning out athlete after athletes after athletes. But we want to jump into this thing. I got my sons here, who are two are former college athletes themselves. Marcus is currently a college athlete. Uh, fellas, I just I just want to ask you guys, since this is your first time on a podcast, how y'all feel about being on the show right now? Since I'm the oldest, I'm gonna go first. It's pretty cool for me. Um, obviously, being your namesake. Uh, it's pretty dope to kind of see you guys bring it back, you know, all these years later and still have this connection. Uh, and just the guests you've been able to get on the show. Um, all the interviews have been uh, beautiful. I love them. Uh, it's, it's just an honor for me to be on here just to kind of just talk about our experiences growing up being sons of hoop dreams, essentially, you know. Uh, I'm just glad to be in the office, to be honest with you. <laughs> I just want to be in the office. <laughs> my man, my man. You are looking good in that background you know, back there. I, I take this, the, the podcast very seriously. I'm subscribed on all the platforms that I can have. Um, it's, it's literally entertaining just to see you and Arthur go back and forth. And it's uh, definitely an honor to, to be on here. For me, it's honestly kind of different because... I was so, well, I wasn't even born when the movie came out, but, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> it's so different for me because it's like now that I'm older, I get to see you and my dad like kind of actually like talk about everything that was going on during that time. So mm-hmm. I'm like really actually getting to understand the experiences. So it's really cool to be on the podcast. The Hoop Dreams boys. So uh, I just got to ask this from y'all and, and, and I know AG got some questions for y'all, but how has the movie impacted y'all either in a good way, a bad way, or any kind of way? 
personally for me, it was like the main thing that I focused on and thought about when I was growing up as a kid. Uh, for people that don't know, like I've been in St. Joe's camp since I was like nine years old, like third grade. So I basically grew up with hoop dreams being attached to me since as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, at, especially when I was younger, it was definitely tough to kind of feel like you want to be yourself, but you want to live up to what dad has done and, and, and what Arthur's done. I mean, kind of repeat that in a sense. Uh, I, it doesn't help when your your name is Will Gates as well. Um, in the city of Chicago, everybody know Hoop Dreams. You know, if they played basketball, especially in the time that I was coming up, if you played basketball, you knew about the movie Hoop Dreams. Um, so I just thought that that was um, a two-edged, two-edged street. It got me in some doors, but it also kind of put me in a position where it was a little bit tough to kind of crack um, you know, through that, through that little ceiling that I may have had at the time, because people would kind of look at me and like, oh, he's just kind of getting whatever he can get just because his dad is who he is mm-hmm. and who he's attached to and things like that. So that's how it was for me. For me, is be honest with you, I was kind of oblivious most of my time, especially in Chicago. I feel like Will took more of the hits that I didn't really have to give, especially being a namesake. Um, on the court, it really didn't I was so oblivious. Sometimes my dad would have to remind me, like, hey, remember, you were Gates. You got to, you can, you can put the ball in the basket. That's really only the, the extent of that. But off the court, a trillion times of, I mean, we couldn't go into a 7 Eleven. We couldn't <laughs> go to a Dunkin' Donuts. We couldn't go to a movie theater without somebody bringing up, like, wait a second, that, that is you. And then they would bring, get, want to get a picture, want to record, get on their phones with their mamas and their daddies. Like, that stuff really, kind of brought you back into reality like wow my dad is is that guy so um that it's kind of like two two halves like on the court it really didn't to me didn't really affect me because I feel like I kind of just was able to have fun and enjoy the mm-hmm. game but off the court there was no escaping and my dad was my dad was literally everything to a lot of people and in, 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 especially on the west side yeah well if it really didn't affect him it really didn't really affect me either <laughs> um, <laughs> I was I was kind of there for the ride for the most part for a lot of it um it wasn't really until high school that i like really like connected all the dots to really be like oh yeah my dad's will gates from hoop dreams like that's when it kind of all like really unfolded because i was like really just playing for fun like it was just kind of like there but like when i started really taking it serious that's when i kind of like started hearing people say oh yeah aren't you will gates son and everything like that so i mean mentally sometimes i would think about it but i just had to get out of my own head and just kind of do my own thing but it really it, it still is like you know an honor to like still be like oh wow that it really happened you know what's funny though because to hear you guys uh speak on it like how it affected you guys it's still gonna affect you guys for the rest of your lives as as you're going forward and and no matter whatever you do or who you come in contact with that last name gates is gonna it's just gonna be a talking point for some for for most people to add to i want to know and let our listeners know, I want you guys, if you can, real quick, I want you to break down, although you all you guys are brothers, break down each one of you guys' basketball journey up to this point right now. Like growing up, like I said, I had started in basketball camps real early, but I never played like organized basketball until about eighth grade. Wow. So I had went to all the summer camps. I would literally do it during the summer after that. I wouldn't really play basketball except for going into our backyard and just getting shots up or anything like that. It wasn't until eighth grade when uh, my parents transferred me, transferred me to a school called Grace, uh, where I was able to play under Jimmy Brooks, who actually played with my dad mm. uh, at St. Joe's. I was able to play for him in eighth grade. And that kind of was a, a shock to my system a little bit because there was so much that I didn't know about the game, like playing it in an organized fashion mm-hmm. than just going out on the street and just hooping. It was easy just to go to the playground or just yep. – you know what I'm saying? Being in the neighborhood, playing ball and stuff like that. Uh, but to play like organized, like that was like a different uh, mental state that I had to get to. And I don't think I necessarily was ready um, at the time. Mm-hmm. So I remember being in eighth grade. I was playing pretty well. Um, and the competition wasn't as stiff as, you know, maybe some other kids that were coming out of eighth grade were playing and everything like that. Um, so I had a pretty good eighth grade season. Um, but <laughs> moving into high school is when things got a little bit more challenging. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you go to St. Joe's, they – they want to play, you know, teams that got a lot of talent. And uh, yeah. I don't think I was necessarily ready for that coming in as a freshman. My game was ready, mm-hmm. but I don't think up here I didn't have it locked in. They're like, hey, man, like, you really got to go get get what's yours. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until that following year, my sophomore year, is when I kind of like, all right, let me, let me calm down. I don't have to be my dad. I can be myself and still uh, be successful at this sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And I just remember uh, playing uh, my sophomore year, was doing pretty well. Um, and then things, for whatever reason, just didn't work out at St. Joe's with Ping. Love Ping. Rest, you know, rest in peace to Ping. Mm-hmm. Um, but things just wasn't working out for me. I think it was just too much being the namesake, Hoop Dreams being what it was, going to St. Joe's, wearing the same number, basically wearing the same jersey that he had on. Yeah. It was just, I think it was just too much. Um, so then my parents did transfer me out of St. Joe's and I went to a school on the west side called Foreman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, that's where I really started to find myself and become who I was. And it probably had a lot to do with just being back in the hood, just playing with, you know what I'm saying, guys who I didn't necessarily know, but like grew up around and everything like that. Right. And they, they, they came at me and I had to respond. And I think that was like the best thing for me because it, it made me take my game to like another level. Uh, we were playing in the Red West. Wow. Um, it's can be tough competition in there. Um, who, who was that coach? Who was that coach coaching you at Foreman? It was, uh, it was coach T head. Shout out to coach T head, <laughs> Terry. Head. He, uh, he got me right. I, I always quote him for like yes. bringing that dog. out. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. What I mean that I needed at that time, he really made me like understand it. Yeah. Like, man, like you can play, but you got to go take yep. it. You know what I mean? So I uh, was playing for him and then uh, we moved, uh, transferred schools again mm-hmm. um, out to Gwendolyn Brooks, which is on the south side. And that's in the red south. So we playing Simeon. And we're yeah. playing Morgan Park, and we're playing some, some, you know what I'm saying, tough competition. I came out in the class with Jabari Parker and Kendrick Nunn and um, all those guys. So it was definitely a whole bunch of fun games playing in the in the Red South. And that's crazy that you was able to play in both tough conferences mm-hmm. on, on, on both sides yeah. of the city. That, that, that's yeah. rare. You don't really get that from players. But you go to the Red South and you playing against these guys. How did you mm-hmm. feel your game was growing and you was like, out there on the court, like, I I can play with these. I, I can hold my own with these dudes. Truthfully, when I was there, I already knew that I could. It's mm-hmm. just that, you know what I'm saying, when you're in a different conference and everything like that, you don't get to play them unless you meet up in a city uh, tournament or you play them in a state, you know what right. I mean? So when I got a chance to, like, go against them, like, I tried to go at them. Unfortunately, when we did play uh, Jabari and them, I was sick. So I couldn't really, like, you know what I'm saying, do everything I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, still played all right, but I literally was coming off the flu maybe two days prior to that was coming off the flu. So mm. that was definitely fun. Just being in that environment, it's just like, it's like you can't take no breaks. Like nobody going to give you nothing. Like you really got to go for it. You know what I mean? Hey, and it's so funny, like, like how you, how you talking, that's how dudes in Chicago play. They play, they play like they, like they name is on the line every time. Like that's all they, yeah. that's all they have. Like, you know, I, I'm yeah. playing for my name out here, so I can't you know, come out here and, and, and stink it up at, at any point. Like, and, and, and it's no, like, uh, easy game. Like, because yeah, sure. all them schools, like you just said, Morgan Park, mm-hmm. Simeon, like, geez, King, like, my God. So it forces you to have that, that, that positive, consistent game every time. Yeah. People coming at your neck, especially when they know who your dad is. Like, yeah. out there, they don't care about, I'm Will Gates' son for Hoop Dream. They don't care nothing about that. <laughs> so they was coming at me. So I just, like I said, I just had to respond. I think um, that just helped build me, you know, build my character up. Right. So when we, that summer, my parents decided to move us to Texas, San Antonio, Texas. I brought a side to this, this area that, like, they probably hadn't seen before. Because mm. I was coming at people's necks from day one when I got here. I was like, ain't nobody really got, like, a grip on this area, so let me go ahead and do that. Um, and was able to have a pretty successful um, senior year mm. um, down here. Um, was on Yahoo, all types of stuff. And it was kind of, it was a, it was a cool experience to be like out of Chicago, but still be successful. So yeah. I didn't have to deal with none of the hoop dream stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 
and I was able just to just to play and just uh, perfect my game at that time. That's beautiful. Um, and then uh, after that, moved on to uh, For- uh, Furman University. I was there for about a year and a half. Had a pretty solid freshman year, mm-hmm. um, sophomore year. Things just weren't working out um, over there, so I decided to make a make a move and change. And then that's how I ended up at Houston Baptist University um, to play for uh, Coach Ron out there. And what was that? What was that move for for you like? Because you didn't transfer. You, I mean, you already didn't like experienced in transferring schools and being able to, yeah. you know, not let that affect you mentally and go right in and had that dog and put it on the floor. What was that transition like leaving Furman, hopping right into Houston Baptist, laying that foundation down for your brothers to come behind you? Um, it, it, at first, it seemed like a, just like a fresh start. So I think I was just really just happy about that. Um, prior to getting to there, I had two knee surgeries that kind of took away mm. some, like a lot of my athleticism. And at that time, I didn't necessarily know how to um, work my myself back up um, to get to you know get back to how I was used to playing. So I had to completely change my game while I was out there. Mm. Um, so it felt like a fresh start. New, my knees felt better. Um, I was starting to get my athleticism back and everything like that. Guys seemed to really respond to me well. Mm. Um, they were playing hard in practice. I was getting along with everybody. It felt really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, moving on into I think like that following year, I got hurt again. Mm. Um, but at this point in time, I think I was so mentally prepared for just the challenges that came with it. And I understood that, like, hey, maybe this is um, just a, just God testing your resolve a little bit. You know what yep. I mean? I could have easily been like, oh, man, I hurt myself for the third or fourth time. I might as well just go ahead and give it up. You know what I mean? But I didn't I didn't let myself get to that to that that type of low. Yeah. And then obviously with me being there, it made it super, super uh, interesting for uh, my coaches to take a look at Jalen um, coming up. Mm. And of course I was excited about it um, because obviously we're brothers and we never, we've always been around each other, but we never played with each right. other. We played around each other. You know what I mean? Um, so having, having him there was truthfully just like the greatest thing for me. I think at this point in time, I had started to realize that maybe my hoop dreams weren't going to be leading me to go play professional basketball, but I could do something great for my brother and kind of help him get acclimated to the college game. Uh, give any knowledge that I have. Yeah. I had a chance to wear 22 that year. I decided to wear 21 and let him wear 22 oh, um, to start his career there. So that's it, was, uh, it was it was definitely a beautiful thing for me uh, just, to, just to have that experience. And then obviously I finished up uh, and then Jalen uh, continued on. Um, and now I'm just living, married. Awesome. Um, still play ball a little bit. You know what I mean? Look at that. <laughs> Y'all hear that? He's married, baby. That's yeah, what's man, up. It's crazy. Full hoop dream come to the circle. Look at that. Absolutely. That is beautiful. Man. Jalen, what's up, man? Let, let let our listeners know about your about about your basketball career and, and what you had to go through. William's stories and ours kind of like we have different streams. We kind of lead to the same, the same area, like the same ocean. Like we just, you know, kind of go different ways. Yeah. Uh same thing I was doing camps and stuff like that. I was when I was, I don't even remember how, I was real, real young, and I was going to them Joe's camps, and I was, uh, I mean, playing the the 1v1s, uh, trying to get the three, the free throw competition, all that other good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, if you go to St. Joe's camp, you know, you know how those, how competitive those things can yep. be, and I feel like that was my first real taste of, like, wow, this game is so fun, because mm-hmm. my dad has never, and the rest of our brothers can, can attest to this, he has never pushed the game of basketball on us. Yes, it would be in the house, we would be watching NBA, yep. We, he would get us the video games and stuff like that, but he's never once said, hey, guys, just because I play basketball, you guys have to play basketball. So he was just allowing us to fall in love with it naturally opposed to pushing it on yep. us. And when we went to the Joe's camp, it wasn't like a nervous thing. It wasn't like a anxiety. It was like, wow, I actually get to come out here and just enjoy the game, the period of the game. Like as a young kid, you get to have that innocence, like, wow, I'm just out here just getting up shots. I'm out here just competing, having fun, building relationships and stuff like yeah. that. So. That's really where the spark of I really want to do this came from. And from there on, uh, we went to this school called <laughs> NICL, which stands for Northwest Contemporary School. Oh, no, Northwest Institute for Contemporary okay. Learning. And there was no basketball there. They didn't have no – the gym was about the size of this office. <laughs> there was no basketball there <laughs> whatsoever. So during that time, like Will said, we were just playing in our backyard pretty much. We really weren't playing organized ball. And this when I was like in third, uh, third and fourth mm-hmm. grade. 
But then my dad, like Will said, when he was in eighth grade, I'm three years younger than Will. I was in fifth grade. My dad uh, transferred, well, I want to say transferred, but we went to Grace Lutheran. Mm-hmm. And that was my first taste of playing in like organized basketball. And yeah, for those who ha- have never played organized basketball and go straight into organized basketball, it's two completely different worlds. Like traveling goes, <laughs> you got to follow all these rules and stuff like that. Right. Double dribbling stuff. You got to learn the game genuinely. And it's not just offense no more. You got to play on the defensive side of the ball and stuff like that. So naturally, I just had more ability than them dudes. Yeah. To be honest with you, like if they just, they really couldn't play with Will and I's natural ability. So we just pretty much dominated that league. Mm. But then it came to a point where my dad felt like it wasn't really mature in our game. Mm-hmm. And then by this time, Will was gone. This is my seventh i was in seventh grade at this point and he decided to take me out mm-hmm. of that and put me in the aau program where i can really develop my my skills and learn from there mm-hmm. on so i was on a what's it the athlete within taw okay. that's why i went from there uh played with them a little bit and then uh from there we my eighth grade year after i graduated from grace lutheran that's immediately when we moved to texas mm-hmm. so my first taste of like true true like hard-hitting basketball was here in mm. uh, South Texas in San Antonio. I went to a school called Samuel Clemens. And you know, it's your freshman year in a whole different city. I'm going from literally living on the west side of Chicago to play, playing in a suburb in right, Southern right. Texas. It's completely different worlds. These dudes don't even, they, they call pop soda. Like they <laughs> just different people. <laughs> I mean, they just different people down here, man. Not nothing, it's just, it's different. Yeah. So they really couldn't understand why Will and I took the game so seriously for them it was really fun it was really like uh man what you doing we just had this as a period but will and i we would just crossover step backs we were going to the rim hard like every rep we were trying to get it in we didn't want nobody to score on us we were like no you really can't play you can't you can't you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. And play with us like we were going really, really, really hard, and I feel like that attitude was set by Will, and I really just followed it. My freshman year was Will's senior year. Will was cooking them dudes all year long. <laughs> I mean, he was destroying them. It wasn't even funny. I, I remember our first preseason game, Will played. There were like six people in the stands. And by by literally like the fourth game, Will had that place packed out. Because they were like, have you heard this game? Will Gates? What? He out here hooping. Like, yet, I kid you not, nobody was at them games. Nobody. It was like literally like maybe two, two parents and a few janitors. Like nobody was at the game. So Junior went there and flipped the whole script on him. Oh yeah, like <laughs> he was after thirty. <laughs> he was cooking them. That's kind of just what I followed. I, my freshman year, I went from uh, I played a little bit on the freshman after a few games. I got moved up to the JV, and then I just played at the rest of the year on the JV. And I was just really just following his footsteps because people down here didn't understand that. Basketball, football is the main thing. Right. Basketball really isn't the main thing down here, so that's why I really didn't have the attention and the hype. But what Will brought, I really just followed in. So my, after my freshman year, my sophomore year, I came into a with an attitude like, hey, listen, I want to be the best basketball player in the state. Mm. I want to have the most success I can have. I want to be the best basketball player I can be. And being pushed by my dad, it really wasn't that hard because we could just put the ball in the basket naturally. I can shoot. Yep. God give me a talent to be able to put, shoot the ball. I was always quick. I can jump. Mm-hmm. So I said, there's no reason why me and my team can't be the best team in the nation. At that time, I know I don't know if our, our your followers will know this, but Alamo Heights, who was in our conference, and we were at 4A at the time, was the best team. They just had a bunch of tall white dudes. Mm-hmm. One of them went to, I can't even remember, Dave, you remember the, the team he went to? Went to Georgia Tech. Yeah, he Tech. went to Georgia Tech. He was just a tall, he was just tall. Oh, wow. They, they had a bunch of dudes, and you really, you really couldn't get nothing on them. Let me ask you this. T- tell our listeners how that 4A and Level is in Texas where the best schools at and w- and where Clemens was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's on the A system, so it's the one to six. So one is like you got like two hundred people in the whole school. Like that, it's just by population of, of the, school. the school. So one A, two A, three A, four A, six A. And in our league, we had I don't even know we shirts where we live right now. Shirts slash Cibolo. 
really wasn't as big in 2012 mm. or 2013 as it is right now in 2021. Mm. It was not that many people that are here as it is now. It's really boomed since. So we went, at that time we were 4A and it was just really competitive league, like both football, basketball, all the sports, it was just right. really competitive league. So from there, had a really good sophomore year. I was, end up being, we end up being uh, the best team, not only the best, and we ended up beating Alamo, Alamo Heights to be the best team. We won our conference straight out. We actually ended up going all the way to the playoff and making it to state. Wow. And uh, fell short in the, yeah, we made it to state um, playoffs and fell short in the semifinal game. But overall, that year was just really good. I made all conference, all uh, what you call for our state. Like I was in the newspaper and stuff like that. So we, I had a really successful year. And I just really tr- correlated that into my AAU season where I started playing. Mm. Uh, with, well, at the, by the end, it was called Team Hoop Dreams at the time. What was it called? It was called uh, Surge. Yeah, Surge. Surge yeah, 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 Surge. Surge Force. What it was called, and that's where I really start to meet some of my like friends and stuff like that. We just start to play, and I had this coach called Coach Dunkley, who was a really good friends with my dad. So it was just a real coronation of just like my skills progressing. I was getting mature more and more. My game was growing more mm-hmm. and more, and I had the experience at this point where I felt like nobody can really touch me. I was I was on a, just a high of momentum of my game and maturity and stuff like that and that really led me into my my junior year which we also we went back to state or won our conference straight out and kind of fell short again we, we lost again in the semifinals and uh, at state but it was just a reminder that you know to take nothing for granted because honestly i thought at that point i was playing really well i thought we were just going to dominate coast but then you realize you get to that the really really top level right. like man they got good players on that side too right. um and and what our team we just weren't really able to get it done uh, but after that, again, had another good uh, session in the summer in uh, AAU, and that's where I started to get the interest from HBU. Will, at this point, was already – he already transferred from front of it to HBU. Right. So we went up to HBU a few times and saw them. I already knew Coach Ron. I already knew the coaching staff up there pretty well, to be honest with you. I've known them since my sophomore right. year of high school. And uh, that's when I first got to grow the interest of Coach Ron. I had a few other schools, but in reality, how many people get to play – with their siblings yeah. on a division one team, let alone basketball, football, yeah. it could be table tennis. I don't know how many people get to play with their, their sibling and how much of a blessing that would be. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, honestly, it would take a Duke offer to, <laughs> for me not to go to HBU right. in all seriousness. Cause you know, that's just something, especially that doesn't, that's a once in a lifetime deal. You only get so many opportunities like that in your life. And I really felt like that was my opportunity to really do something special with Will. So, wow. The chance I could get as soon as he offered, I committed literally like that day. I already knew, I already knew, you know, that was what was meant for me, what what I feel like God had for me in store for me. Beautiful. And uh, which allowed, yeah, which allowed me to free. I was free at that point. I, I uh, signed in the towards the end of my junior year. Yeah. And I was free my senior year. I just had fun. A lot of people are stressing and seeing like, "Where am I gonna play here? I got this top five right. here, top five. I was free. I was allowed to just wheels <laughs> <laughs> waving his head because he knows he knows that experience. But I was just free. I was able to enjoy nothing, no matter what it was on the court, whether it was a coach, whether it was players on my team. Right. I was able to just enjoy my time, and that's not something many basketball players who are aspiring to go to the next level can can say. Right. Um, and that's again because my dad, my dad gave me that advice. Like, listen, son, you don't want to do what I was doing. I had stress i was going through all this other stuff i had so many schools to pick from like man pick who you want to go to and 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 enjoy that decision because you don't want to look back and say hey i didn't have a good senior year right um so that's that, that's crazy houston baptist to have two gates boys on camp yeah that's what's up man yeah and that led into my my freshman year uh going into it i feel like i like i said i already knew the coaches like i've known them for three years at this right. point i've known them dudes already it was just adjusting to the college game, man. Nobody tells you this. My dad tried to warn yeah, us. <laughs> Warning. <laughs> and Marcus is, <laughs> Marcus is experiencing it now. But, man, you get up there, you got to lift the weights. You you don't have arms no more, man. And for me, I'm a skinny. I was 150 going into my freshman year. Man, I couldn't do a layup, let alone shoot a free throw. Yeah. At the whole first two weeks because it's just a different speed. Yeah. Some dudes move faster. They're bigger. They're stronger. Um. It might be uh, mid-major level, but man, them dudes don't act like it. They, they, this is their livelihood, pretty much. Yep. They have to go this hard because they will get somebody in there to replace you, like that. I want a, a quick day of Jalen's routine of going from high school to college. 
So it'd be like I, I wake up, go to class. Well, first we have a, a morning practice. Like break it, break break that down for me real quick. Oh uh, yeah, I, I'll just give you. I'll just give you the average. The average the day of my first year, we wake up. I would wake up five thirty because my weights was at six. Five thirty, eat eat like a yogurt or something like that, like a yo plate and maybe some berries and go right into weights. We have an hour weights from six to seven. After seven, I had class at eight. I had class at eight, and from eight to to nine, and then nine to ten, I was that's two back to back classes. After that, I immediately practiced at eleven fifteen. 11.15 to one, one thirty or maybe even 1.45, depending on how long the practice is. After that, study hall. You go right into it. So you wake up at 5.30, and it's already 2, 3 o'clock, and you are not even in your bed yet. And after that, guess what they want you to do? They want you to go do with some, something with charity. They want you to go read books to some kids. So you now you really not getting back into your crib until about 7 o'clock. Like, it's not a game. These college life is not, it's not for the week. No matter what level you're playing, no matter what sport you're playing, college life is, it's, it's, it's an all-day thing. It's a real job. And that's not – I'm not even talking about homework. We, I've just gotten – I just literally just got back to the room, got some food because I had to pick it up from the, the our cafeteria, get back to the room. Before you do anything, you know you got homework. And, and that's kind of that's kind of the deal. It's just it's, – it's, it's tough, honestly. That's crazy. Setting the tone for that little man coming behind him. Hey, my, my coach – hey, my coach always told me this. He said, dude, going it's levels to this. So coaches always mm-hmm. used to try to that that first day or first week of practice or you getting up, they want they want you to throw up. Like they trying to force you to throw up suicide. We didn't touch a ball for like about the first week. It was just all conditioning. So like, what the hell is this? Like, why we what? dude, you gonna you gonna we plan for when they say 40 minutes of hell, that's what they mean. Literally. Like, you don't supposed to get tired. Like, no, I'm tired. Like, somebody come sub me right now. I can't, I can't stick this dude right here. Keep him from going. I'm talking about just, we used to do dry drills. And, and, it, and it was mentally getting you conditioned for this whole season. Yeah. Marcus is a little bit different than William and Jalen. I can honestly say, out, out of all my boys, and they could tell you this too, I probably was the hardest on William when it came to just everything because he was my first son. Just so it wasn't just basketball; it was like, "Hey, Spooty, that's what I call him. You gotta, you gotta do right. this, man. You gotta, hey, this. Come on with me, like." Yo, what's going on? Hope all is well. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan, and this is Nice and Neat the podcast. We're three quintessential friends dedicated to the 360 degree development of men. Our goal is to not only share our experiences, but offer as much value as we possibly can through the lessons we've learned along the way. When I say we talk about everything, we talk about everything. Character, discipline, career development. Oh, and let me not forget, we get real personal. Now make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our episodes. Write a review. Let us know what you think. Enjoy. Like I would grab him and pull him with me. So <laughs> I walked him step by step. With Jalen, I was a little bit looser, but not as loose because Jalen always worked extremely hard on everything he was doing. So a lot of my conversations with Jalen is like, hey, man, you got to let that stuff go. Don't think about it. And J- Jalen developed an attitude where my pop said, let it go. So he lets it go. And don't even think about it anymore. So I've always said this. If you if you got to Jalen, you did something extremely, extremely bad to mm. him. Because he can let the small right. stuff go. Whereas with Marcus, I can honestly say <laughs> I spoiled the mess out of Marcus. Really? You need gym shoes? Here's gym shoes. You need a new basketball? Why, that one don't bounce the same? Let's go get you a new basketball. <laughs> you need training stuff? Let's go get you training stuff. You know, eat. His his upbringing was different. So Marcus, give, give him your hoop dream story. Uh, yeah, I, I can definitely say a lot of that is true. I did have a, a lot more opportunities than. Okay, okay, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started. Right. Okay, yes, I had all the opportunities to do it, especially growing up watching William and Jalen like. I know I was still young, mm-hmm. but with a lot of it, but even going to go see Will and Jalen's games when they would play at Grace, like I would I would be watching, but I feel like I, I didn't take full advantage of it when I needed to at certain points in time in my right. life. So we would like we would wake up for like drills and stuff early in the morning. I don't know, I was probably like 
11 at this time and we're going through drills and everything like that right. and i'm going through it just like you know just kind of you know through the motion stuff like because i didn't understand how it was like how it was to them like they took it so serious and at the time <laughs> i just i didn't understand i really didn't understand i like i took basketball for fun like i wasn't even that serious in it yet but like i think as i got older i started to like really like see like basketball is like it's, it's like it's a business but yep. it can be can fun be but fun. like you got to like take it but you got to take it serious because it's like you know it's an eat or be eaten type of world when you try to play so that's just i had to take that mentality so for me most of my basketball stuff started when we came to texas but still i'm like still young but think think about this like yeah i got taller over the time but i was really like yeah <laughs> pint size pint size so i'm like four foot five trying to play with 16 17 year old dudes in the ymca and like people that Jalen was playing with in high school we was playing with in high school and we would go like every day and then someone would just happen to take me up in the court and i'm over here doing all these dribble moves like this hitting step back stuff like that like that that was my, kind of my my i guess quote unquote street ball for them yeah, right. but that, that that was that was that was my hoop right. going to the wall trying to trying to get better every day so that that was that was my drills. That was my type of hoop dream, like starting. Because yeah. for me, I, I've seen it all my life uh, since I was three. Basically, I had had hoops that we would have all around the house. We would break away rims, even though I can say I broke all the breakaway rims, even though. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I, I defy the odds when it comes to breakaway. Mm. But um, my real taste of organized basketball started when I was in seventh grade. Uh, a school in Texas called um, Corbett. Okay. It was the junior high school, so it was only seventh through eighth grade. That was my real taste. So I actually really had an amazing like seventh grade year. I averaged about like nineteen points per game. Uh, we beat the number one team in our conference that that was at that time, right. which was also Alamo Heights. Funny enough, it was the junior high school. Okay. Um. So that was that was my real taste. I was playing really well. I feel like once I got to eighth grade, so I have a different story than a lot of them. I feel like that's when I realized like my dad is Will Gates from Hoop Dreams because a lot more people started coming up to me and I kind of let that get to me a little bit. So I had a little bit of a rough like eighth grade year, but I still like kind of bounced back right. towards the end and still like was able to play and stuff like that. So then this is leading me into high school. So once high school comes, that's when it's like, oh yeah, this is my freshman year. Right. Like I was, I was playing so hard and then I had the same coaches, William and Jalen. And then every day I go into the gym, I see the banners that says state, state, their names is on it, stuff like <laughs> right. that. So I kind of like took that into account. It's like, I got to do that for myself too. Like I, I want to have that. So I went in there every day. Like I was asking coach, oh, when's basketball? When, when are we going to do this? This, this, and that. Me going into the gym, I'm thinking we finna start hooping right away. The first two weeks of practice is just pivot work and stuff like that. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why haven't we touched the basketball? What? But yeah, that was that was kind of my first introduction into real like this is high school basketball because Jalen he he started off with four A and then later on he got to six A. But my first start was six A basketball, which is like by that time because Will and Jalen had like made basketball so popular, a lot more like the actual athletes started pulling into these schools. So mm. basketball itself started to raise up. So like the competition level got better and better each year since they had been there and, and after they left. So my class of 2021 for my senior class, like we really like started taking basketball, like, oh yeah, we can like actually do something by the time we get to the varsity level. Mm. So my freshman year, um, I was I was working so hard that I I got the opportunity to play JV basketball my freshman year and get kind of like the looks of like how it really was. Yeah. But again, again, I'm still pint size. So I'm like five foot one <laughs> playing on JV right. <laughs> with these dudes who are like already five ten six foot and i it, it was a lot for me I, I definitely took a lot from my freshman year and learned like yeah hey this is what you have to do different stuff like that but i ended up having a really good freshman year which led me to um still be playing jv my sophomore sophomore year mm -hmm. which i really like kind of like broke that out like broke my shell a little bit because i got a little bit taller yep. got a little bit bigger yep. stuff like that so that's when i was averaging about 14 15 points per game and then I really like took my game to a level where I was like, you gotta like, you gotta actually like play for real. Like you can't have inconsistent 
like tendencies sometimes because mm-hmm. sometimes I would play and I would have like 15 points, but then sometimes I'd only come out the game with nine points. Right. And then that's when like, you know, my dad would just like sit and tell me that it was like, um, I've never forced a game of basketball on you, but if you're going to do this, you got to do it. Like right. you got to do it for yourself and not just because, oh yeah, I will from uh, will from Hoochie's son. Yeah. Like you got to want this for yourself. So I took that into account. So when I started playing varsity from my junior through senior year, the biggest thing through me for me during my junior year was that right. at the end when COVID hit, that was like something that like I had never like thought would ever happen. Yeah. Like I was going into my senior year, I found out we were getting a new coach and I just like, it, it kind of like broke me down because I was like, man, we can't play basketball. Right. Like, like I honestly didn't know what to do. Like I was kind of like mentally just like didn't know what was going to happen. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to play my senior year because yep. I'm still, I was looking forward to AAU basketball, which it was like, I was actually really like, I was so ready for AAU. I was like, I'm about to start cooking. This is now going to get offered here and left and right, but I didn't get to do and that. That got so. shut down too. Yeah, that got shut down too. So once that really happened, I was, I was like, I was stressing. I was stressing for real. I was like, man, like, am I going to be able to play here? This, this, and that. I'm looking at, oh, man, maybe I can get, um, you know, maybe like a JUCO thing and then try and transfer the next year. Mm-hmm. But then um, I honestly got blessed when uh, COVID started to like a little bit die down in my area. So the coach, he texted me and he was trying to get everybody together saying like, hey, we're going to start stuff during the summer and then try and do this, this, and that. So by the time the season started, we'd be able to get ready. So once we had that like first couple of weeks before school started and we started doing that, I started like really picking it back up because over the summer, mm-hmm. uh, my brothers, my dad, Jalen, you know, we we all was like trying to go to the park pretty much almost every day. We're getting in conditioning, riding bikes and stuff like that. Yeah. Will and Jalen was just out there just like really trying to help me like understand that it's like just because basketball stopped for you doesn't mean that you can't still work hard right. and still get better at it. So and you know how it is to be outside. Like if you're going through the elements, like you got to like really like focus on shooting yep. because the wind could blow here <laughs> and there. So that, that helped me out as well with my game because I was, I was also through the phase where I was going from shooting a push shot to actually shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. So that really helped me throughout the year. And then, I went from being also I got bigger as well again. So Still I went growing. from 140, yeah, 140, like five five yeah. to five ten, and I'm like one one seventy five or something like that. So I, I had a tremendous like growth spurt out of nowhere. And like my entire life, I was like, man, I ain't never gonna grow. And then like God just <laughs> You just thought you just said to yourself, like, damn, I'm still the same height I was last year. Now you just have a growth spurt and you just like that confidence just take over. Yeah. And and it's like I've always had the athleticism, always had the ability to dribble. But it was like I I kind of like took the approach to the game. It was like I did more layups and stuff like that. Like I learned how to finish at the rim like really well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I took my advantages like to be able to get past guys. So if a dude was bigger than me. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. We'll get to the basket. I learned how to do that so well that it's like when I got bigger, I had to like, oh man, I have muscle now. Right. Like if the, if a dude comes to me, like he going to bounce right off me if I get to the lane. So that, that made my senior year a little bit easier mm. to be like, oh yeah, I could go get a bucket whenever I want to. Right. Like I could, I could dunk on someone's head now. Like I, I was really like, I could really do that if I wanted to, but, um, especially coming off the year so we we didn't have that best of a a, my junior year we didn't have that great of a season because it was like a bunch of guys and coaches kind of threw us together and we really had no chemistry like that so coming into my senior year it's like everybody who I've been playing with up from eighth seventh eighth grade we were like yeah this is our year that we got to like turn that whole season like not even making the playoffs like making the playoffs this year felt like a big accomplishment coming from um coming from COVID it it made me feel like oh Yeah. yeah Like we we accomplished something like great because it was like I, I didn't even think basketball was in the question. Mm. I I had I had no idea. So it was really a blessing to like be able to play 
So after my senior year was over, we had a good good year, 17 and 11, mm-hmm. you know, all that all that other stuff. So at the end of the year, I was just kind of like still thinking. I was like, I was working hard, going to uh, camps and stuff like that, trying to get looks and stuff from colleges and stuff like that. And I just happened to, um, one day, uh, me and my dad was sitting down and talking and he asked me to send him some of my film because I went through huddles, started making all videos and stuff, sending out to plenty of college coaches. My dad asked me to send it and then, that's when we got in touch with Coach Ron. Mm. And then um, I got a call from him. He was just asking me how I was doing, stuff like that, how school. Like, not, the first thing he asked me was just, like, how was I as a person, just asking my personality and stuff like that. Mm. And I feel like that was the first thing for me where I was, like, it was more than basketball, but still, like, yeah, like, he wants to see how I am. Mm-hmm. After that, that's really how I got – well, of course, William and Jalen went there, so that also helped for my chances to – like get a good look and then once he watched the film he was um he was actually really surprised to like that like how my game was because I have a mix of William and Jalen so I have Will's body I can get to the basket easily but I'm also still like a thin frame so Mm -hmm. it's like I can get past guys quick like how Jalen could so um so it it really like helped my game out and I really took a lot of stuff from them like I'm like they can attest to it like I've stole moves from Will plenty of times you're supposed to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I've always I've always watched Jalen how he was able to pump fake, step over, do some moves like that. So I've always looked at their games so tight to like like still to this day, like I can still go watch Will and Jalen's highlights and still like be like, oh, how'd they do this move? Or I'll ask them how they do this. And then they'll still take me to the gym and show me and be like, hey, if you do this move like this, you can get a bucket every time, whenever you want to. Like, mm. and then now that um I'm at HBU. It's, it's honestly a blessing. Like, I didn't know I was going to be here, but I'm thanking God that I am here. And my freshman year is actually going pretty well. We have a scrimmage coming up this Sunday against UTEP. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for that. And it's more just, like, just being excited just, like, to be here, but also taking it serious. And, one, like, one fact is, like, even though William and Jalen, like, were here, like, this is, like, my time to, like, actually, like, get out of the whole focus of, like, oh, yeah, they were at this school, like, how I did in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got to play my game, right. not play, oh, how did how did they play when they were here? Like, I got to play my game. So now that I'm understanding that, I feel like I'm starting to play better in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, weights are starting to get easier. Like, I'm not, like, struggling as much as I was. Yeah. Like, shooting's getting better. So I feel like now I'm starting to get adjusted, and then the coaches are starting to see it a lot well, a lot better for me. So now this year, I feel like um, I can actually do something really great. How we was talking about is levels to it. You going from your senior year to uh, to HBU, what was your shocking moment that made you be like, damn, this – it's another level from high school. Like, shit, these dudes ain't take us through your day. Um, for me, honestly, it was more the shock of having to be back-to-back, like, um, like classy. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm used to, okay, wake up early in the morning through high school, have class periods. But now it's we have 7 a.m. weights and then 10 a.m. study hall. Then I have to go to my 11 o'clock class. And then after that like barely get a pocket of space to go get something to eat, do some homework, and then go to my next class. And then literally like 10 minutes after that, we got practice for about a good three hours. So by that time I'm I get out of get out, it's seven o'clock. So for me, the biggest change was time management mm. and trying to uh, figure out like the best times to have fun, but then still be like, hey, you gotta get in the gym. So right. when I first got up to school, like the weekend before school even started, I was in the gym every day. Mm-hmm literally every day getting up shots like that because I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, let me just enjoy the the aspect. Like, I enjoyed the time, but, like, yeah. I wanted to still be ready by the time Monday morning came yeah. that it was like, hey, let's get in the gym, let's do that morning weights. Like, I, I was so ready for it. But So you would say that I'm more comfortable with with the routine of, of, fresh, of being a freshman, being a freshman college athlete, handling the schedule of the school, of getting up early in the morning, lifting weights, uh mentally and physically would you say that you're on you're ready for this year like you you ready for the experience i say yeah i'm ready for the experiences like of course i can always uh, add more things and always learn because when as i know from basketball like Mm -hmm. as more games more time goes on you always learn stuff but as of right now i feel like i am ready for like the new things that are coming towards my way
Hey man, that's that's my three boys. It's funny. One of the greatest things that happened was Ugh. I never forget when wow. William and Jalen played against Marquette, and I got an opportunity to go back up there and see them play my alma mater, and it was crazy. Ag, I I didn't even I didn't have on their school stuff, nor did I on have on my school stuff. stuff. I was just like, you know, I was like, hey, these my boys. That's what I'm pulling right. for. But that's my school. That's what I'm man. pulling for. And hopefully Marcus to get the opportunity to play against Marquette yeah. once his career is over. When I gamble, I'm always looking for a way to get an edge. At my bookie, they double your first deposit, so they give you that edge. Use promo code HoopDreams and sign up now. Claim your first deposit bonus with my bookie and use the extra funds to start your winning season. This weekend, you got a few big matchups, the Jazz and Heat battle in the early game, as well as the Bulls and Sixers. And later on, LeBron and the Lakers take on Dame Dollar and the Blazers. Place your bets at MyBookie. Head to MyBookie and sign up now using promo code HoopDreams, all caps, to get your money double and start winning today. And remember, good friends don't let friends win alone. So tell your friends to use your referral code so that you'll be eligible to receive an additional 250% bonus on the first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem so all of your friends can join the party at MyBookie. Remember, at MyBookie, you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. William, Jalen, and Marcus got a surprise for y'all. Y'all didn't know this was coming, but AJ and I, we do this thing called halftime, which y'all know. And y'all about to be put on the spot for halftime. <laughs> so we're going to keep that same order. We're going to go William, Jalen, then Marcus. So starting with you, Spooty, what are your top three favorite sneakers to either wear or play in? You know me, Daddy. I always love the twos, them Jordan twos. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jordan twos. I'm going to go with the Jordan 5s. And then my favorite shoe to play in ever will probably be the Kobe 6s. Mm. The Kobe 6s that had the snake skin on them. Uh. Yeah, those are probably my favorite shoes shoes to play in. But favorite shoes to like wear, probably be some 5s or some 2s. I know it may sound weird to some people, but I really, really like the 2s a lot. Mm. Jay? For me, I mean, Lily, I can remember this day. My dad got these for me for Christmas. Derrick Rose hit that floater over Kobe. Oh, no, it was over Pau Gasol on Christmas Day. It's the Addy Zero Derrick Rose ones. The best shoe I've ever played in my life. And actually, my dad got me another pair when I graduated uh, college. So those shoes just will ever be in my top three. Then Life of Will, the Kobe 6s are just, they're so, they're, so, they're so nice aesthetically. And they feel great on the feet. And I've never been like a big Jordan person. I actually don't own no Jordans. Wow. That might be a shock to like, I own zero Jordan. So can I can I cheat and say like I have like a can I just have like a regular walking shoe or does it have to be basketball? A regular walking shoe? Yeah, I like the the ultra boost then. The ultra boost of my are my favorite walking shoe. So that'd be three right there. For me, I've honestly had like a lot of different types of shoes to wear throughout my okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> he mean he wore all of my shoes. That's what he really trying to say. I wear your shoes sometimes. All right, sometimes. Um, uh, let me start with my first walking shoe. Air Forces are probably my favorite shoes, like, to walking, like, favorite walking shoes. Um, again, yeah, I, I've never had any Forces. Mm -hmm. The best-looking shoe to me is the Jordan 3s and the Jordan 4s. Those are my personal favorite shoes that, like, if I, if, like, if I were ever to go get some Jordans, those would be the two that I would go and get. So that, that's tied down for me. And basketball shoes... I would honestly say when I got the pair of LeBron 15s, I think it was my sophomore year, those are probably the most comfortable shoes I've ever played in. Yeah. Those are probably the most comfortable shoes. So, yeah, the LeBron 15s. Y'all generation is different than me and, your, me and your pop's generation. We got Jordans to actually play in. <laughs> like, we, we actually, we didn't get no Jordans to just walk around in, like, look at my jeans or my Jordans. No, we got the Jordans. We felt if we bought a pair of Jordans and we got them on in the game, oh, we going to play better. Just because you got the shoes on. That's, I, mentally, we was messed up. Thinking that, no, no, you're going to still miss that layup and that jump shot, Arthur. So for you guys, <laughs> y'all wear the Jordans. Do y'all, any of y'all shoes, do y'all play in them or y'all just wear them? So for me, I grew up in a time where that stuff was starting to change. Yeah, I was like the middle child of that generation, right? Because I was born in '95, so like 
that stood out higher than like Jordans and stuff like that at that time because he's still in the league, winning championships and everything like uh-huh. that. So I know coming up when my dad would give me a pair of Jordans, they was for me to play in. Right. And that was when I was maybe like 13, 14, 15 in that, that range or whatever. Yeah. But I know once I got to like 17, 18, 19, if I had a pair of Jordans, I wanted to wear them too. Like I didn't just want to hoop in them. <laughs> I would want a pair to pair to, you know what I'm saying, to walk in and a pair to hoop right. in. Uh, so that's that's kind of how it was for me. So yeah, my shoes, depending on what they are, I walk in them. But if if I want like some basketball shoes, I go get some shoes and I hoop in them. Okay, this is my question for all three of y'all. Your top three favorite rappers, Will Junior. You go first. So this gonna be pretty easy for me. Um, and my top three was gonna be J Cole for sure. Mm. I'm gonna throw Rick Ross in there. Okay. And then if I had to choose. A third one, it'll probably be between. I'll probably go Nas. Oh, my man, three for me. Ooh, that's a yeah. that's a nice three. Jay Lon probably be three for me. Hey, I don't get offended. I was born in '98. Hey so. man, <laughs> I was born in '98. Hey. I was born in '98. So I don't got, I don't got Jay. And first of all, I wasn't even allowed to listen to them dudes when I was growing up. Right. So I don't know half of the music <laughs> anyway. So, so I got Cole, Drake, and then I got Wale as my top three. Oh, okay. I thought you was finna throw down some. Thought you was finna throw a, a Christian rapper out there. Go ahead, Marquise. You go for it. Go ahead. <laughs> Your top three. For me, I honestly got I got J. Cole from William and Jalen, so I'll at least listen to that. Mm-hmm. So I'll say J. Cole, Drake, and Big Sean. Big Sean. Oh, like Big Sean. Man, can I throw a caveat in there? <laughs> I just I just knew my boys was going to throw some Lecrae in there. Because, listen, I dumped all kind of Lecrae on my boys. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I like Lecrae. But um, when it comes to, like, rapping, yeah. like, yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, like, Lecrae is nice. Like, he is nice. But I don't know, man. When I was in high school, J. Cole was my guy. Yeah. J. Cole was my guy. Rick Ross been my guy. Nas been my guy. Yeah. So, LL Cool J too. Throw LL Cool J in there too. Oh yeah, Legend. yes. Pops do Lecrae on. <laughs> so you'd have forced <laughs> it on him, my yeah. We had a church clothes. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm I'm like, hey, here goes some gospel rap for y'all. But um, top three, man, I should I'm, I'm gonna hit y'all with something different yeah. on this one. All three of y'all, top three Marvel movies of all time. Oh. Hmm, movies of all time. Marvel Ooh. joint. Top three Marvel. And this Marvel. like include this include like any of the old stuff too. So not just like the MCU uh stuff, right? Yeah, those is Marvel. It can be and it can even be a cartoon. It, it, <laughs> not just Marvel, mm. MCU. Mm. That's tough. Top so, three. So for me, I'ma go the first Captain America, mm. the first Avenger. Um, I'ma go Spider-Man 2. With Tobey Maguire, Spider Man Two, mm. and then I'm gonna throw Black Panther in there. Okay, I'm gonna go Infinity War for sure. Infinity War, Infinity War is definitely in there. Spider Man Two, I'll never forget that movie for sure. And then Captain America Two, The Winter Soldier. I would say. Yeah, I was gonna say Winter Soldier Two. Winter Soldier, like just the aesthetics of the movie, like. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Black Panther as well, and then I'd say Endgame. This is my next one. Give us your pregame superstitions or routines. What is this something that you have to do before you play that game? I listen to a song or I got to tap my left shoe some way different than my right. Like, I got to eat something. That's, I need my Fruit Loops dry with no milk. <laughs> what would I do? I think when I was in high school, the thing I think I did the most was I would go like into the back of the bus uh-huh. and just throw my headphones on and I would just listen to Rick Ross uh-huh. before the game. When I was in college, it changed up a little bit um, because especially during home games, because you you can be in your room a little bit before you come back to the gym and everything like uh-huh. that. But I would watch like different like uh, inspirational like quotes and, and uh, you know, little things on YouTube where they like do a little speech or whatever, mm-hmm. like the motivational speakers. I would listen to that mm. before I would head out to the games and stuff like that. And I would shut my phone off. I wouldn't really talk to nobody. Like, mm. I would just kind of like just zone in and kind of just focus in on what I had to do that night. So that was, that was my, those was my thing. Nothing crazy. Same for me. I, I actually, I don't think I had one other, other than I like to sleep. 
I like to always get at least an hour, an hour and a half before our game. Really? So I, I would always, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always just want to take a nap. Like if I had class, we could we our normal day we play on Wednesday and uh, Wednesday Saturday. If I had class on Wednesday, man, we would shoot around. I'm going back to the back to my my room. I'm sleeping. Wow. I set my alarm for about hour thirty. I'll go to sleep, wake up, and then head to the head to the gym. Like I heard some people taking a nap before a pre before a game. Like fifteen minutes, but yeah, you say yeah, an hour. Yeah, no, no, no. I want to always feel well rested mm-hmm. before I play the yeah. game. That way, I can't. Ain't no excuses. Now I, I got to right. sleep. You, Marquise. Uh, for me, actually, before every game, I either I tried to watch either Dame highlights, Kyrie highlights, or Steph highlights. I just tried to watch something there and see something that I could apply to the game, like that I'm about to play. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would do. Top three. And I'm going to switch it up on you. I'm going to go to Marcus first, then you, Jalen, then you, Spooley, because I ain't going to let Marcus get away with this. <laughs> top three favorite NBA players. Wait, top three? Yep. All right, top three NBA players, like, of all time? Your top three. Oh, my top three. Uh, Top three would probably have to be LeBron, KD, and then I'm going to actually say Kyrie. Okay. You say it could be, it could be all time, it doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Your your favorite, your top favorite three to you. Hmm. Le- LeBron, Derrick Rose, and I'll have to say Dwayne Wade. Wow. D Wade so getting that love. love. For me, mine's gonna be pretty simple. Mine's Kobe, 100% Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. 100% Kobe. LeBron now that I've gotten a little bit older, Bron. And then the third guy probably might be surprise you, but I'm gonna go T Mac. Hmm. That is a surprise. T-Mac. Uh, it's not a surprise if you know Will. Yeah. <laughs> Will, 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 Will. T-Mac was my guy. My three uh, NBA players to watch is MJ, Kobe, and LeBron. That's how I roll. I can't believe AG just said that. I can't, on, I can't gotta, argue with that. Pause. I can't argue with we that. We got to pause. Oh, I can <laughs> argue with that. Why? Because somebody... Who steals somebody else's name and ain't in his top three? No, I mean, <laughs> I don't even get that one. How in the world can the Tuss, you call yourself hey. Tuss, you put your name on his shoes and he ain't in your top three? Players to watch. I don't even get players that. Players to watch. They're my three favorite players that, to watch. And he isn't one? Zeke is above all them dudes, man. What are you talking about? Oh, nah. Oh, you see how he's going to try to switch that? Zeke above yeah. all them dudes, man. What you mean? I mean, I'm, but them my dudes lose the watch, though. I like that, Jay. He had to run it back. Yeah, I think he, he forgot. Back. I think he forgot. I, he going to hit him up he, later. He, yeah, he got caught up Isaiah, big brother, if you watch this, they they trying to get me. You know how we get out, Zeke. When you see this, he going he gonna, he gonna to be feeling away. And just like Zeke quote, he going to hit you back with it. He going to say, okay, little brother, let it be known. Yeah, let it. You know, that's what Zeke put on all his stuff now. Let it be known. Like, man, I ain't got no, I ain't got no bottle of Sherlin over here, man. Like, what's up? <laughs> hey, Will, he going to have that uh, Michael Jordan mean I took it personally. I uh, know, right? <laughs> hey, right. hey, what I love about them dudes, man, that, that they, they had a real beef, though, Isaiah MJ. I, that 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 was a real beef. That it would then it just fell into a whole team beef, and I was just like, I was surprised as hell when they agreed to. Oh yeah, we Dennis Rodman, Pippen, you cool with this? Man, yeah, he put a big ass night on my head, but I right, he he can help us win a few more championships. Come on, when he got with them, I was like, damn. Thanks for listening to a special episode of Hoop Dreams with my sons. Will Jr., Jalen, and Marcus Gates. AJ and I enjoy catching up with you all. But listen, stay tuned for a special NCAA preview episode where we break down the upcoming 2021-22 college basketball season, which jumps off on November 9th. Stay up to date on new episodes. And if you missed any, they all can be found on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm the gold of my era. I've been a trending topic. I'm as fly as a feather. My pocket's macroscopic. See, with time, I get better. I'm always in the action, kid. Know I got it locked from Chicago where the toughest live. Concrete jungle, earn my stripes on the pavement there. You make it here, then you can make it anywhere. 
no comparison Your game is embarrassing No one can touch me, I'm all for going there again Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Agee I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate more faith, think I'm ballin' like I'm Martha Agee I'm box office in one day, they gon' have to pay me Hoop Dreams the Podcast, an Unlearning Network production Written and produced by Arthur Agee, Will Gates, Matt Hoffer With audio engineering from Matt Savage For more episodes, check us out at www.unlearningnetwork.com Gotta be a dog to survive in this cold weather Ice in my veins, no need for a warm sweater I'm coming for it all, best believe I won't let up, yeah Hey, I think I'm ballin' like I'm Will Gates I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate More faith, think I'm ballin' like I'm Martha Agee I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me Yeah, I think I'm ballin' like I'm Will Gates I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate More faith, think I'm ballin' like I'm Martha Agee I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me about what makes your heart beat a little faster oh you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you yeah or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about well get ready to feel that excitement all over again because amazon prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level absolutely prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker it's about diving into a world of endless possibilities from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.